Remember, like, comment, share, subscribe, and download today. Head over to the website, stresseddepressedanxious.com. There, you'll be able to get links to all your favorite platforms to listen. Additionally, you can send me voice messages right from the website, and you can leave comments under each episode, which is super exciting because I always want to hear from you. You'll also be able to subscribe to the mailing list. I can send you blogs, newsletters, and you can get notices about giveaways. Isn't that exciting? If you like the theme song, it's by Whitney, and you can find her online on Instagram at Wittified. That is W-I-T-I-F-I-E-D. There you can get access to more of her lovely content. Anyways, that's all for now. Let's get into the episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stress, Depressed, and Anxious with your host, Local Neighborhood Baby. So today we're going to be talking about not missing it. Um, you may be wondering what I mean by that, uh, and it's, I'm going to get into it. <laughs> I am going to get into it. So a lot of times when you are anxious or depressed and mainly depressed or stressed or a combination of all three as I often am, um, you can get really, really obviously down in the dumps. And you, I feel that I've missed out on a lot of life because of those feelings. Because I felt anxious, because I felt depressed or stressed, it took me out of the life that I was living and into the feeling these emotions, right? They're overwhelming to the point where you can't even notice the things around you. You can't even participate in your day-to-day. You're just kind of like more so participating in these emotions. You know what I mean? As opposed to like actually experiencing things, all you're actually focused on and centered on is these emotions instead of the experience itself. And a lot of times I've found that I have fallen into these patterns of, you know, points in my life where I actually wasn't even living it. I was just in my head, you know, I can't even recall what was going on at the time or, you know, other things like what was really truly important to me outside of what was going on in my head. It's just characterized by the the overwhelming emotions that I was feeling at the time. When I think back to those, um, eras, I guess, in my life. And when you come out of that, it's easy to like, it's so strange because you can get so down in the dumps and like in a complete slump. But then like when you come out of it, you don't even, you don't even realize, you can get to a point where you don't even realize how much better you're doing and how different things are, right? So, like, say that you're depressed for, like, a good, you know, six months or something. You're really 
in your clinical depression, down in the dumps, like just not engaged in your daily life. And then things turn around for you and you're no longer depressed and you, or at least not as depressed as you were, and you are able to actually participate in your day to day. Well, I feel like when you make that switch, a lot of times people, you don't take the time, the moment to recognize when you're doing good. You're only focused on when you're doing bad. And I have found that that's like a pattern that I've engaged in. Like I don't focus too much on when I'm doing good and I only focus, I focus a lot more on when I'm doing bad. And I think it's important to recognize when you're doing good. I think, you know, I recall people saying things like, you look great. You look well, (laughs) you know, you look happy. Um, you, you know, you seem really, you seem really happy. Um, all this, you know what I mean? Like they just notice that you're doing better or like, you know, I start hanging out with my friends again, or I pick up the phone and I call someone and I'm laughing and I feel, I feel engaged, but like, I don't take a moment to like sit down and reflect and recognize it. And I think that's so important. It's so important to make that the louder thing, you know, or at least make it, or at least turn the volume up on when you're feeling good. Um, and I'm trying to like appreciate feeling better whenever I feel better. Um, I think that I'm at a point where my life seems pretty monotonous to me. It's so weird. Um, it's so weird because I feel like, uh, my brain does, I feel like the human mind does like really strange things, right? Like when you have PTSD or when you are depressed or when you are, you know, um, I don't know the way that different things affect you. Like your, your mind is so capable of controlling like how to protect yourself. And it's just so, it's so fascinating and so strange. And one of the things that I think is going on with me is that like my mind has gotten to a point where it's trying to protect me so much. Like it feels so, I feel so safe right now, like so much more safe and comfortable because I'm not invested in anything. Okay. Let me explain. Like I, there's like a bit, like when I'm dealing with people, um, or doing anything, there's like this huge steel, like impenetrable barrier that feels like it's up between me and whatever, you know, person, place, or thing that I'm engaging with. And although I am engaging with the, you know, them, It's like, I can't feel anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm devoid of any human emotion. It's just, I'm like, I I feel like um, there's like a suppression of my feelings. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I have friends right now that I consider to be close friends. And just in terms of like how we get along with each other and like stuff like that. But, like, I don't, like, in the past, I remember feeling these friendships on a more intense level. I remember it mattering to me so much, you know, and feeling, feeling, not not just the fact that it mattered to me, but, like, feeling that it mattered to me. You know what I mean? Like, the way that you feel when something really matters to you and is important to you. And I just don't, like, it, like, those friendships matter to me right now, but, like, I don't feel it. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's a separation of, there's a barrier between, you know, me and other people. And 
everything just feels so suppressed, even, you know, having fun and all that kind of stuff. Like it's happening. I do have instances of like having fun and like, you know, all that stuff, but like, it's so suppressed and I feel like it's very self-protective in a way. I'm not in really in control of it. Like I am not like attempting to do this. I just think that like, it's my mind's way. This is just a theory. Like, I feel like it's my mind's way of like, protecting me from further hurt because the things that can hurt you are the things that make you happy in the first place, things that matter to you in the first place, you know, things that are important to you. Those are the things that can hurt you the most. And I think by like suppressing um, or putting like a barrier distance or whatever, like between me and like the things that matter to me in a way, like if they don't work out or don't pan out or something happens, like I don't, I wouldn't feel it as intensely as I have in the past. And so that's why I think, that's why I have that theory. And it's so bizarre. Um, And it feels like I just, it makes me feel like I'm like underwater all of the time. Um, It's so strange. Like, I I literally feel like, like I'm, I'm clawing to try to get out, like, you know, above this water because I I do kind of want to feel things the way that I used to but then at the same time I also feel this like I said the safest that I've ever felt because I don't I'm not I'm not fully I don't I don't feel shit (laughs) like um it's so it's so weird it's so weird um but yes I think it's important though to to recognize when you're doing better and that's kind of why I brought that up too is because I again like I'm reminiscing more about those emotions that I used to feel like those you know the the loud happiness the loud joy the loud you know feeling of closeness to other people and like connection to other people like I miss that I miss feeling it you know what I mean and I think like if I were to get better tomorrow, like, I I just think that, like, if I don't, I need to consciously recognize when things are going good, because I want to savor those moments. I want to savor moments where I'm not, like, in this weird funk, and, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not underwater, and I'm not, like, I don't know, I just, I don't, I want to savor those moments. I don't know if I'm making sense to you guys, but like, I hope I am to somebody. Like, I want to savor those moments where things are going good, you know, not just like emotionally too. And also like life-wise, just in general, like things are going good with work. If things are going good, you know, like good meaning like not great, because I think that you do recognize obviously when things are going amazingly great more than usual, but even when things are just going normal, like if you are waking up every day, and you're okay, and you're not sick, and you're, you're like working or whatever, and everything is going well, you're not really stressed out too much. And like, you know, you're coming home and you're like, you're able to relax and spend time with your family and your friends and, you know, whatever. And like, things are just normal. Like, I feel like you should savor those moments, like as much as possible, like recognize when things are doing, like your th- things are going well, please, please, even just for me, like, just do me this favor and like if think if nothing is going wrong you know like it's not going like extremely right extremely great or whatever but like if nothing is going really wrong take a moment for me and just look around and just like recognize that and like sit in that 
and don't miss it. Do not miss those moments, whatever you do, um, because they matter so much. And it's like, it's so nice. I, I, I feel like it's even nicer. Like for somebody like me, it's even nicer when things are going good and not great not amazing because there's such like there's so much more I'm so like cynical I guess and like jaded in a way and I I recognize I get immediately get anxious that there's so much like when you're on a high high there's like obviously you know so much room to fall lower and lower and lower but I just think that like I like it's just it's so it's even better in a sense to me when things are just going good just simply good like you know the like everybody is okay your your bills are paid for the most part like you don't have stress like it's just everything is okay everything is good because um i remember like and this is like kind of veering into like music but like i don't know there's a singer called ingrid michelson I don't know if many or any of you guys know her. I'm sure you could look it up. It's like her first name is I-N-G-R-I-D, Michelson, M-I-C-H-E-A-L-S-O-N, if you want to Google her. And she has an album, I think one of like her first albums that got really popular was called Be Okay. And I believe I was listening to it maybe like when I was in college or something, but I love that album. It's called, and she has a song on there just like, I just want to be okay. And that's like me. I just want to be okay. Like, that's always my hope. That's always my wish is just to like be okay. Meaning like for things to just be okay. Like not perfect, not like amazing, you know? I mean, obviously that would be nice. But like being okay is like where, I don't know. it's, It's my hope. It's like my dream. But then when I have those moments, I miss them sometimes. Like I don't recognize them. I don't savor them. I don't like look around and just like take a deep breath and like soak in that feeling. And I think everybody should. I think especially if you have experienced mental health problems, like those moments when when things are okay, when you're looking and feeling better, like than normal and like, or than you were and I don't know when you're having those moments and you're just like laughing with your friends and like uh, you're just spending time with your family and you feel nice and like or you're just like whatever like eating your favorite meal because you can like keep it down now and you just all that shit like just recognize it and soaking it and you know it's so it's so nice and it's so important and do not do not miss it please don't miss it. Um, especially nowadays, especially in this, these, these years that we're kind of going through these twenties, whatever, like, are just so fraught with like so much shit going on. <laughs> I mean, it's so important, I guess, especially now, you know, to recognize when things are going okay. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Martin Luther King. Obviously it's, you know, his day today, it's Monday, it's his day. Um, so I just definitely want to throw that out there, <laughs> but, um, yes, there's people that really, you know, obviously put their lives on the line for, you know, everybody to be okay. Not good, not great, not amazing, not perfect, not superb, whatever, just okay. 
and we cannot, I, I can't afford to miss it. Um, and I'm trying to not miss it. Um, the next time, hopefully, if there is a next time where I feel less suppressed and like maybe I just feel a little bit better, I I don't want to miss it. Um, I was thinking today about like, you know, it's so strange because like so one of my one of my dark like the darkest moments in my life, which you could call the darkest moment, um, was also like it had so many bright spots in it. It's so weird. Like my lowest moments was like. I don't know. It's just it's I'm I'm it's hard to explain to you guys, but I had a period of time where like I just basically was like at rock bottom. And I had so many joyful moments during that time and I was thinking about one of those moments where I was just like walking down the street. It was like close to summer. It was like springtime and like I had, you know, my headphones on. And I was listening to um this really beautiful song and i was looking around my the scenery was so beautiful it could have been in a movie um and i remember that moment because i it's one of those few moments in my life where i just like kind of looked around and kind of committed it to memory and i had a really stressful day at work the other day and i recalled that moment And just even like thinking about that made me feel better. And that's why I think it's another reason why I think like it's important not to miss it because callback is important. Like being able to remember a time when things like a serene moment, like it's so <laughs> it's like cliche in a way to like say something like go to your happy place. But like it's not even a happy place. It's just like a place, you know, it's like where you felt okay. Being able to recall those moments is really key, especially for somebody like me. Because I, I, there's so many moments, especially when I get so stressed out and so upset that like, I start to spiral, you know, I start to like, you know, really go down in the depths. Like once, once things just start like going wrong, it just like is a spiral for me. And I just like start to sink lower and lower and lower because it's so easy for my mind to say like, okay, you're having a bad day at work, but you're also like, yeah, because you're having a bad life and this is why and this is why and this is why and remember when this happened to you and that happened to you and it was like the fucking worst. Um, I just start to spiral to a really, really negative, you know, depressed place. But having those moments where you're you're just able to recall like being okay and like feeling okay and like just a moment where you felt okay and like taking a deep breath about it, like, I don't know, it just helps me feel better and I hope that like, Maybe there's somebody out there that like, if you're listening and you try this, like maybe it also makes you feel better. I don't know. I hope so. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much, you know, what I wanted to talk to you guys about in, in that respect is, is don't miss it. In the same vein, I also wanted to bring up, um, <laughs> embarrassing moments. I have had a lot of embarrassing moments in my life. Um, it's so weird how like embarrassing moments are so ingrained in your memory. 
Do you guys ever wonder why that is? Like, do you ever think about like, like why it's so easy to remember and recall an embarrassing moment that you you really want to forget? Like, you really want to block it out, but like you literally cannot. I I wonder. I seriously wonder why that is. Like, there are moments, like bigger moments. I feel like emotionally that like I can. I have forgotten about for like many, many, many fucking years, but like embarrassing moments are just like right there at the tip of your memory. Like, you know, here I am, whether you want to remember me or not, (laughs) maybe there's like a psychologist or like somebody who knows about the human brain and how it functions that can like tell me, um, why it's so much easier to recall an embarrassing moment than anything else. But I, I did. I want to talk. I did want to talk to you guys about my embarrassing moments in my life because I haven't missed those. All right. So one embarrassing moment that I've had out of many was when I was um, probably about, I want to say like maybe... 12 or something like I was definitely like I was probably yeah I was definitely like adolescent aged um and obviously like I had a crush on a boy like that's how it that's like (laughs) that's like just setting the groundwork for like an embarrassing moment I had a crush on a boy and I don't know when I crushed on people like I'm just or even still now, like, I, I don't know, I just, especially, no, 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 back then, back then, I was, like, really, I was just, like, I was so cliche about it, do you know what I mean, like, I would just stare from afar, and admire from afar, and, like, be so nervous to talk to the person, like, I, like, like, I could never talk to my crush, like, I'd be so scared, like, it was just, it was, like, a big deal, it was, like, a big thing, so anyways, um, my crush went to the same church as me. I was a church girl growing up, like not a church girl. Like I, I don't know why I said that, but like I wasn't defined by my going to church. It's just something that my, my family did go though every weekend. Like it was a thing in my household. We went every single weekend. And so we're really, I was really active. <sighs> Let me not say that. I wasn't that active. (laughs) But probably by most people's standards, I was like an active going church. I'm looking at it through the lens of like somebody who like goes to church on like Easter only or something. Like somebody like me is was a person who was very active in church, but like not fully. I was a choir girl. I was in the church choir. I sung in the choir. Like, yeah, that was a thing for me. (laughs) So anyways, like my church would have like different outings. Honestly, it was really fun. It was like a huge church. It had a really huge youth population. I remember it kind of felt like being in school in a way in the fact that like you were interacting with so many kids your age. It was like literally a huge, huge church. Um, So it had like a, a huge adult like section they had like two different properties in the same lot and so they had like a main church that like with all the adults and then they had um a main church with like all the youth you know 
So you were with a lot of people your age. You were just like, you know, talking and making friends and like all this stuff. And like, it was just fun, you know, and, and the kids weren't perfect. They were like, <laughs> and like any other kids, um, but they just happened to go to church as well. So like, there was a lot of fun outings. And one of the outings that the church had was like, you know, we did a beach day. So they took us all, you know, they had church vans or whatever and took us all who wanted to go to the beach. So obviously all the kids signed up to go to the beach. And so I was excited. I went to the beach, you know, especially because like my crush was obviously going. Um, but also I just like wanted to hang out with my friends too. So my crush, we were like, we were all like just playing and we were playing a game of tag. And when I was younger, I was very clumsy. It was so, I, I kind of still am a little bit clumsy, not like very, very clumsy, like notice noticeably clumsy. Um, But still like, I'm not graceful. Let's just put it that way. I'm not graceful. And when I was younger, I was even less graceful. <laughs> so um, I was always short. Um, when I was younger, I'm still short. Like I'm still like under five, five, I'm, like five, three. But when I was obviously when I was younger, I was shorter than that even. And I don't know. I was just like, I was built weird because I was like a skinny girl, but like I was very developed for my age. I just was like, like skinny, like flat stomach, but like curvy. So I was like, big breasts, like, I don't know, just like curvy, skinny. Um, and I just felt like I was like, my boobs were always so huge. And I felt like I was always like, it felt like I was always falling forward. Um, I don't know if anybody can relate to that. It's just a weird thing, but like, I felt always felt like I was like falling forward. Like every time I would like run and stuff, like I would just trip over my own feet. I don't know. Whatever. Point is, um, we were playing, we were like throwing water balloons at each other, running around and we started to play like a game of tag. And then, um, I don't know, we we're chasing each other around. My crush was chasing me at some point. So he was chasing me and like, obviously like, I don't know, like his attention was on me. He was like calling my names, chasing after me. And I think like the combined adrenaline and like obviously like not paying attention and also just being a clumsy ass bitch, like I obviously fell. So when I fell, I literally fell on the gravel because like there, because like there was obviously we were at the beach, but then there was like a section where like the bathrooms were and like. There, it's like there was gravel there and there's a water fountain in that area. It's kind of hard to describe, but like it was like right off, like you came off the beach and like that's that's the area. It had the bathrooms, had the water fountain and whatnot. And that's where we were like running around. So when I fell, I fell on the gravel and like, okay, first of all, <laughs> my, I scraped my leg. So my leg was bleeding. Second, like I had a bathing suit top on and I had a white t-shirt on over it. Um, and my white t-shirt, like when I fell for whatever reason, like split open. So, and I had like a, like a bikini top on. So my white t-shirt split open and like my boobs fell out of 
my bikini top because I was like, I don't know, I just had like big boobs. <laughs> and also, also, I had these tiny little shorts on and my pants, like my shorts, like split. So like, like literally my boobs are out and my shorts split open. And my shorts splitting open probably wouldn't have been that bad. I mean, obviously it was embarrassing, but like it probably wouldn't have been that bad because like obviously I had like a bikini on under, but like my boobs are out and my leg is bleeding and like everyone is like gathering around me and I didn't even realize my boobs were out until like obviously people like, you know, kids like they were like obviously pointing and staring like, oh my God, thank goodness this wasn't in the age of like cell phone snapping pictures and like shit going viral because that probably would have happened to me and I feel sorry for all the girls growing up in this day and age but like it was so embarrassing and I just remember like people pointing and like me looking down and like I'm like oh my gosh like and covering myself up it was like so embarrassing like I literally wanted to cry like I was so and like my crush was there and like staring at me. it was so embarrassing like so cringeworthy like I will just be chilling in my bed sometimes still to this day like <laughs> wide awake at like 3 a.m because like I'm just can't fucking function as a normal human being and that memory will pop up into my head and like I will literally cringe um, so that is like, yeah, that was super, super fucking embarrassing. And I, I wish I could miss that. Like, I wish I missed it in my mind. Like, I wish like, you know, I could fucking forget it. But like, it's also it was, yeah, just like not cool. Um, super embarrassing. <laughs> super fucking embarrassing. Okay. Um, Another, another embarrassing moment. This is like another fucking, ugh, okay. So, I, another, another moment with a crush that I had, right? It's these fucking crushes. I had a crush on a guy. I was a little older, um, like in my early, not even in my early 20s yet. Like literally like 19 or some shit. I was in college and, um... Yeah, I had a crush on this guy and like I basically like we were smoking together. We were smoking weed together and it was him, his roommate, some other guy and me and like a couple girls like we were all hanging out in a dorm room or something and we were all like smoking weed and hanging out and I just and like I took up a couple bong rips, whatever, and I really wasn't like a fully like experienced weed smoker like I just wasn't like I was still like like new to the to the game (laughs) so um I I just like I I took a couple bong rips I like started I was was smoking a couple joints and I just um got super super high we also had like alcohol um had a couple like shots or whatever but like yeah I just got really really high and um it was one of like the first time that that first times that I've reached that level of high um especially around other people so like 
And I also was already like anxious because I was around my crush. He, I thought he was so hot and yeah, I just didn't want to make a fool of myself. So like being high, it just like elevated that feeling for me. <laughs> like, I, you know, people have this conception about or perception about being high that like it makes you relax, which it does. It can really relax you. But at the same time, like you can also become like really paranoid. Like there are different side effects. And I think like at that moment, I was like so paranoid because I didn't want to make a fool of myself. Like it was like, like in my head, that was like, all I was thinking was like, I don't want to make a fool of myself. But also because like when I get high, like sometimes I just like get really giggly. So in my head, it was like, don't make a fucking fool of yourself. And then like when he would say things like, <laughs> like I would just like think of like fucked up responses that like I could give that would make him be like, what the fuck? Um, but like not like, tr and like trying my hardest not to say them. Like it was so funny and fucking weird. Like I would just like be like, he'd say something to me and I'd be thinking like, like of the most hilarious and bizarre thing that I could say back to make him be like, what the fuck? But like, not like struggling not to say it. And then at like some point, like, I don't know, we just got, we obviously like we got hungry. We got, we had like snacks or food or whatever, but whatever we had, like made me gassy. So you can get guess where this is heading. Like it made me gassy. Like it just did not sit well with my stomach. And I just like literally was sitting there like nothing to, like there was a bathroom available. Like I could have just like literally gotten up and gone to the bathroom and came back. Like no problem, nothing. It did not cross my mind. Like I don't think it crossed my mind. And if it did, I was probably thinking like if I get up right now, <laughs> like anything can happen. So, like, I was just sitting there thinking, like, oh, my gosh, I'm literally going to, like, fart right now. And, like, everybody's going to hear me. <laughs> like, I was so, like, paranoid. Um, like, just trying so hard to hold myself back. I could just, like, feel my stomach, like, twisting in knots. Like, just, it was not okay. I was not okay. So, <laughs> this continued on, whatever. And then, like... I don't know. I was just like holding on so tightly not to like, like fucking embarrass myself in front of this guy. And nobody was really paying attention to me. Like I wasn't saying anything. I wasn't saying much of anything. I was just kind of sitting in the corner, like probably looking like a, a complete idiot, like smiling for no fucking reason or whatever. But again, everybody's high. So nobody's like noticing and nobody was like really talking to me because I wasn't engaging in the conversation. And then all of a sudden, like he says something to me. He said something to me, but, like, I couldn't take it anymore. Like, he said it, and it kind of made me, like, for some reason, I thought it was funny. Whatever he fucking said, I don't remember. I, like, I thought it was funny, but because I thought it was funny, it was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is, like, I'm literally going to giggle, and it's, like, literally going to come out. So, I, so, he's <laughs> so embarrassing. Okay, so, I, yes, I, um. I passed gas in front of it. Like, it was so loud. It was like a fucking trumpet. It was so loud. Um, and like, it was so loud. And I was so embarrassed. But at the same time, like, thankfully, like, I, like, I'm so glad I was high. Like, I'm, I still cringe at it. I'm still embarrassed by it. But like, think, like, I, I'm so glad I was high because I feel like I would have just, like, been even more embarrassed if I wasn't. But like, it was so loud that like everybody just kind of like stopped talking and like paused for a second and just like looked at me. 
and then like everybody just started like laughing and um i obviously started laughing but i like also wanted to cry like i just i had like all these emotions were like flooding in my body like i just felt so embarrassed but like all i could do was like laugh and everyone was laughing and thankfully like nobody gave a shit like obviously like, nobody really cared um but like it was so embarrassing like it was beyond embarrassing um so yeah that's another embarrassing moment that i wanted to tell you guys about these are moments that like i wish i didn't remember i wish that i could fucking miss like you know like it didn't like it didn't stay with me all this time but like it did you know and what i find so again what i found so fa find so fascinating is that like how hard it is to just remember moments that like are serene and peaceful and like how easy it is to remember like darker like moments or like embarrassing moments or things like that like more negative moments i mean obviously like that wasn't the darkest moment but i'm just saying you know what i mean like it's so e so much easier to recall embarrassing moments or to recall like dark dark you know negative moments than it is to recall just serene moments you know what i mean like you can also recall happy moments i think that the like, happy moments they're kind of less less like like for me it's harder to recall like super happy moments than it is to recall negative moments but like definitely it's super super extremely hard to recall serene moments when you don't commit them to memory like just peaceful moments okay moments everything is fucking okay you know so yeah try to pay attention to that try to be mindful of it. I'm going to try to be mindful of it. I'm not just like saying that shit. Like I'm going to try to be mindful of whenever I feel better in any regard. You know, I've been um, trying to perk myself up. <laughs> I have been trying to engage more in self-care and stuff like that. Like, you know, buying little things for myself um, has made me a little bit happier like just like things to take care of myself like shit that like i don't know like i've bought like um this really glowy primer which if you're a guy listening it's like you know the stuff that the stuff that you put on before the foundation like it's makeup it's like it's not really makeup but it's like preparation for your skin before you put on makeup and it's like all sparkly and glittery and it like makes my face like look luminous and like glowy and I just love it. Um, and I bought that for myself like uh, earlier today. I just and it, it may, it's like something to just like perk me up and um, make me feel like a person, like excited about something. But still, I don't feel that excited about it. Like I, I, I do, but not in a way that I would have normally. Like I would have if I didn't feel like my emotions were suppressed. If it honestly feels like i am on xanax which i'm not right now but like when i first started taking xanax like when i was first prescribed it and i also um at some point in time i was prescribed um vicodin um both those instances like i literally felt like like i was a zombie like i felt like i was not a real person like i was just like staring at the wall like all, like i didn't feel like myself i didn't feel fucking anything and probably at the time like maybe i needed it i don't know because like i was fucking like on the edge of like killing myself so like maybe i needed to not feel um 
as much. But, like, I literally, after a while, obviously, like, I don't know. It just was too much. Like, it was too much. I feel like I was being sedated. I guess that's, like, the better word. It's, like, I feel heavily sedated. Um, And I hope that I can, like, pull myself out of that or, like, somehow it just kind of goes away. And when that does happen, hopefully, like, I can, like like I've been saying over and over, like, hopefully I can not miss it. Like, I can just be like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling again. And like, take like just pleasure in that and like soak it in, you know? It's like, it's a funny thing that I do when I'm sick. That's like one thing that I do when I'm sick. Every time I'm sick, I start to think about all the moments where like, and tell me if you're, if maybe I'm alone in this, but like if you're out there and you do this, like, let me know. When I'm sick, I literally think of the moments when I wasn't sick. And I'm like, why didn't I fucking appreciate it? Like yesterday, like I wasn't like, like feeling like shit. And like, I didn't have a headache. Like, why didn't I appreciate that shit? Like, oh my gosh, all these days where I've been feeling okay. And like, now I feel terrible. Like, I feel like I just like missed out on appreciating all those other times where I felt okay. And like, I don't know. It's just a weird thing that I do, but I want to be able to, like I said, like know that I'm in the good day, good times when I'm ha- when I'm having good times. You know what I mean? Like know that I'm in, feel the the soak it in. Don't fucking miss it, you guys. Um, don't fucking miss it. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, I am going to move into our segment. (laughs) With that being said, I'm going to move into our recurring segment, The Worst. And I'm going to let you guys know what was the worst thing that fucking happened to me since the last time we spoke. So, let's get into it. The fucking worst. The worst thing that's happened to me since the last time that we talked. So as you guys know, the last episode I recorded was Dear Dad. If you haven't listened to that, please go check it out. Um, it is. I just talk about a lot of the pain um, of being abandoned by my father and all that stuff. So like after I recorded that episode, which was really hard for me to record, um, extremely hard for me to get into those emotions. Like I just hate delving into them sometimes because like it's it just like is like an open wound that will never heal I feel um things just took a dark turn so trigger warning big trigger warning huge trigger warning self-harm um so after I recorded that episode like I just like some uh, (sighs) Sorry. So a lot of times when um, I tell someone something personal about my life, they're like, oh, it's really good that you talk about it, you know, and we hear that a lot. Like we hear that a lot about mental health. Like it's really good. It's better, so much better to talk about things than it is to keep it, them inside because they can do, you know, it, it's not good for you to like just keep stuff bottled up. And like, I agree with that nine times out of 10. Like, I think it's important to just like, you know, 
obviously talk about things and like get them off your chest or whatever and not like hold them in however there are certain things like i don't like that one percent of the time or whatever the fuck like some some things that i feel like it just makes it harder when you voice them you know like it just makes it harder and like talking about my dad and i i I didn't even if you guys listen to the episode like maybe you won't know maybe you won't realize but like i honestly did not even like fully fully fucking like delve deep and like tell you stories of like the things that he's done like i kind of like went into it a little bit but like not i didn't even peel back you know layers like tell you guys like horrendous stories or anything like that like i just feel like i kind of glossed over some things but like mentioned them you know what i mean and it's because like i really couldn't even like open my mouth to talk about them but like even the stuff that i did say triggered me so badly like it took me to like this really dark place like just you know because I started to think about all of it and like um I just yeah long story short long story short like after recording that episode I did engage in some self-harm um some cutting and I just like am not proud of it at all and I felt very ashamed and like that I com- had completely regressed to a side of myself that like I thought I left in the past a long time ago um, and that I never really t- talked to or told anybody about. Um, and I've just fucking hate that. Like I still like even talking about it, like I fucking hate that like that even happened. And I, I just hate that like the like the thought of all of those things has so much power over me that it like would make me do that to myself. So I mean I I haven't done like you know cut myself since then. Like, but like since just after that episode, like I haven't um had any urge to either however like i don't know it just took me to a really dark place not proud of it it's the fucking worst and i don't encourage anybody to engage in self-harm and if you have that problem then i definitely think that you should seek help because we all could use a little help and um it's just, a, it's obviously like a really hard thing. So that is the worst thing that's happened to me. It's, I did it to myself. I don't like kind of like, you can hear me like kind of like laughing a little bit, but that's just like my way of dealing with things. So don't like think anything of that. Um, but yeah, that's the fucking worst thing that's happened to me since the last time we spoke. And without further ado, let's get back into the episode. So it's really clear to me that um, I need to focus on the good, right? That's what I've been saying this whole time is that I need to focus on the good. And I think that everybody should try to focus on the good or the okay or what have you um, and commit it to memory and hold on to it for those moments when we're feeling terrible, terrible, terrible. Um. And I just want to also let you guys know that it's okay to, like, 
it's also okay not to be okay. I think like that kind of goes without saying on this podcast. But I think that I like we put so much pressure on ourselves, like even me every single day. Like I put so much pressure on myself of like saying like, why can't I fucking be okay? And like, why? Like I want to be normal and like all that shit, like just like putting so much pressure on myself like that I exhaust myself and it's just so tough and so hard to even like deal with myself sometimes. But like, it's also okay not to be okay. Like, I think we all go through these uh, cycles of sometimes feeling okay and then sometimes feeling not okay. And we beat ourselves up or like maybe some of you do and I definitely do beat myself up when I'm not feeling okay. And I just want you guys who may feel that way and also myself when when that happens like to remember to like stop yourself and just remember like it's okay not to be okay who the fuck says that it that that like it's not okay you know what i mean like fuck it like i'm not trying to feel bad like that's not my goal in life like i fucking hate it like it's not like i don't want to be this way right but like it's okay not to feel okay i am not I like I can't like I can't be in control of every fucking little thing. You know, I have to let go. Um, a lot of people say that you're in control of your own happiness. I don't even fucking believe that. I think that like finding peace is definitely a journey. It's not something that like you just are born with, like, oh my god, yeah, I totally know how to find peace. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. No, it's a fucking journey. It takes a lot of trial and error and I think like it's definitely okay not to be okay you know if there's a certain point where you're not feeling okay don't beat yourself up about it if you're listening to this right now and you don't feel okay don't beat yourself up about it like you already don't feel okay there's no sense in like fucking beating yourself up about it if you guys follow me on twitter I actually posted a meme the other day where it was like a whole bunch of characters like and they're all like like titled me and it's like all of them beating each other up. It's just like, you know, I, that's how I feel a lot of the times because I'm always like beating myself up about like everything. And I just, you know, I tr- I'm trying to remember and to hold on to the fact that it is totally okay not to be okay. If you don't fucking feel okay, you don't fucking feel okay, you know, and we we would love to feel better. We would love to feel great. We would love to feel, you know, amazing, whatever. But like, it sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. It doesn't go that way. And it is what the fuck it is, you know, <laughs> like it is what the fuck it is. Um, so I'm just, I just also wanted to be sure to mention that to you guys because that, that's how I've been feeling. And um, I'm trying to remember that as well, like that it's okay not to be okay. And I want you guys to remember that too. If you if you have been beating yourself up, if you're like me and you've been beating yourself up, being the crap out of yourself for like not feeling okay um, and not like feeling like yourself like I've been beating myself up for like not feeling like myself like I'm just like what I talked to you guys about earlier about like being like feeling suppressed and all that shit like I've been literally every day beating myself up about that and like why don't I feel like a person like what the fuck is wrong with me like why does there always have to be something wrong with me like what the fuck like I've just been beating myself up every day and I just like I'm trying to stop and remember that like dude like it is okay not to feel okay it's okay not to be okay. Like, whatever. I had an interesting experience um, the other day. I kind of want to tell you guys about it, too. I don't know if it's, like, on topic or not, but it's just whatever. I want to tell you guys. 
Um, so I was in an Uber and my driver, we were talking about separation anxiety. And like, I have this weird thing with separation anxiety. I was the kid that like, you know, kids, and I probably mentioned this on the podcast before, like there are kids that like, obviously like the first day of school, like every kid cries, whatever, like as you're dropping them off, um, any parents that are listening, you know what I'm talking about. Like you, you had a kid go to kindergarten and they fucking cry the first day of school or whatever. And like some kids didn't cry at all. Some kids like cry the first day of school, like the first week or whatever. But then you have me and I cried every fucking day that year um being dropped off to school and like I just had like major separation anxiety like it just like I don't know like I just was yeah like I had issues with separation and um still now like I just I don't know like I I'm I'm really strange in that like I love my independence I crave my independence when I don't have it (laughs) whenever I've not had it in my life and I love my independence and stuff um I love living in different places and all that crap whatever like just being adventurous and um kind of nomadic and all that stuff but like I also have separation anxiety still like I just feel weird being away from my family and like it's not just like oh I miss my family it's like I don't know. I guess it's like another form of anxiety too. Like just obviously it's another form of anxiety, but like, like, especially like during Corona and like knowing things getting, we're getting locked down and like, you know, so my family being in a different state, like, I don't know. It's just like really, I've never gotten over my separation anxiety to, to like fully, you know? So anyway, my Uber driver and I were talking about separation anxiety. I think he was talking about his daughter and, you know, she ha- apparently has like an internship at Homestead um, for this like um, school psychology program that she's doing or whatever. And she actually commutes, uh, commutes like to work like hours. Like it's like, I don't know how many fucking hours, but like hours to work um, because it's an internship. But like once her internship is over, she's hoping to be able to transfer um and actually move out there so anyway so he was saying that like he was he's anxious about it and he um said that like because he was cute he's cuban so he was saying that like when he his whole family when he was 16 moved from migrated from cuba to america and the government okayed it except for like they didn't okay it for him because he was 16 and he had to serve in the military or something and um so he had to stay behind with his grandmother and everybody else got to go and he thinks that since then because he was like separated from his family by the government like since then he has had those that separation anxiety and he thinks that like that has contributed to like how um i don't know like he just he feels so much anxiety about like being away from his daughter now this is like a cuban guy in his 50s like I don't know. Like, I've never heard somebody really that age talk about, like, with such, with such understanding. And I guess, like, his daughter is, like, in psychology, too. Like, maybe that helps. But, like, I never heard somebody that age talk about with such understanding, um, you know, like, saying that they, like, understanding where they, um, 
got their those certain feelings from you know what i mean like i just have never heard that i just like i've heard older people talk about stories where i can kind of you know diagnose almost <laughs> like okay like yeah you know you probably have some form of anxiety like in my mind but they like they don't re- tend to recognize it as being that and so like for him, i don't know i thought it was really unique for him being in a guy that age to be able to identify like not only the fact that he's feeling separation anxiety but also just like where it might be stemming from i mean obviously i thought it was really sad too that the government um that the government separated him from his family but um i don't know i just i found that fascinating i found that like really refreshing to like know that like people i it just gave me hope too like that people are starting to kind of understand more so like even older people like why why um we we all feel the way that we do because i just had so many instances in my life of like my feelings being dismissed and like my issues mental health issues being dismissed and i obviously you know think there's still an issue um with that in the world um you know and how different health mental health issues are like stigmatized and all that stuff and not taking seriously but i think that we're like moving towards a better brighter future where people are actually starting to become aware not only of how people around them might be feeling but also how they are feeling and it just makes me so um happy about that you know interrupting the episode to feature another twipods winners uh podcast promotion if you don't know what twipods are go to my website check out stressdepressedanxious.com and go to my blog you'll be able to get a full description of what twipods are um but just as a brief synopsis at the close of 2020 i conducted a twitter award ceremony for all the podcasts um that wanted to participate i asked everybody to nominate their favorite podcast in each category and then um based on the top three nominations uh twitter polls were run and winners were chosen and given special prizes. So these uh, podcasts that I'm featuring every week um, this year on my podcast are the ones that won and they are so amazing. I love these podcasts. I've been listening to them. I've been binging them. And so this is yet another winner, like I said. So if you like what you hear, please go ahead and check out their podcast and let them know that you were sent over by Stress Depressed and Anxious. Without further ado, here we go. My name is Paige, and I'm the host of Reverie True Crime. Reverie means to daydream, but even daydreams can turn into nightmares. Join me as I tell you haunting and horrific reveries about missing people and senseless murders. I also interview survivors and people seeking justice for themselves or a loved one. New episodes come out every Monday morning, and sometimes you'll get bonus episodes on Thursdays. Wherever you're listening to this current podcast right now, you can find Reverie True Crime. So yeah, uh, it, it means a lot to me, like I said, that, you know, people are starting to recognize like older people are starting to recognize mental health issues that they themselves have. And also just like understanding more about mental health issues that everybody has. Cause I feel like, you know, being a millennial myself, um, we're called like the snowflake generation. Like, you know, I don't know. 
it's just like I feel like we're made fun of a lot for a lot of different things, but also because of the fact that we suffer from a lot of mental health problems and we are all talking about it. A lot of us are talking about it. And I think through talking about it, a lot of people are kind of confused and thinking like, oh my gosh, like you guys are such crybabies and like complainers and just like you don't suck it up. You don't have a spine. But the thing is, is like we have bared the brunt of like so much shit in our lifetimes and we have dealt with a lot of things and like not keeping it bottled up being more aware of ourselves and like the way that we're feeling and being able to speak up on it like honestly I never really wanted to be suffering with these issues I don't think anybody would or did but and I also never really had an intention to like talk about it all the time you know what I mean like um in my day-to-day life I don't You know, I don't really talk about my mental health issues to like everybody in the fucking world. But having this outlet to talk to you guys really means so much to me. Um, Being able to (laughs) express the way that I'm feeling. I just feel like this is such a safe space for me to I I feel like you guys get me. You know what I mean? Like we're not always having like a two way conversation, but like, I don't know. I, I feel like you guys. I just have the feeling you guys just like understand me and get me, you know, especially those who have been sticking with me through all the episodes here. Like I I just, I feel like a connection with you guys and I feel very safe talking to you about like, you know, the things that have gone on with me in my life. And um, yeah, it's just really important to me to have like this outlet. And I'm really glad that like the world is getting to a better place in terms of like understanding that mental health matters and that it's a real thing and it's not something to be made fun of or joked about or whatever and it's just as serious as having any other illness and I'm also glad people again are like admitting to it recognizing you know that they themselves suffer from different things it just meant a lot to me that the (laughs) the uber driver guy like said that to me and like even the fact that, like, he just even, ta- like, voiced it aloud to be, like, a, a perfect stranger, you know what I mean? Like, a woman, a perfect stranger, like, just was able to, like, voice this aloud to me and, like, tell me, you know, his feelings on whatever. It's just, it's just nice. It's just, like, really, really nice. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, and hopefully that makes you feel as hopeful that, as I feel that, like, people... I don't know. People are just getting more understanding. There's so much shit going on right now and so many voices that people don't like so many, you know, things that people don't feel heard on. And I feel like we're moving towards a better, brighter world where everybody's feeling a little more heard, you know. And I think that's really important in making the world a better place and world peace. (laughs) Like I feel like a fucking pageant queen. Um, uh, I don't know. Anyway. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I love you guys so fucking much. Like it's unreal. And I will be writing a blog blog post this week. Um, so don't miss it. <laughs> Do not miss it. Go ahead and go to the website stresseddepressedanxious.com. Um, and subscribe to my newsletters. Um, you just have to put in your your first name or whatever and your email address. And you will be subscribed to receive my blog posts, newsletters, whatever, what have you. Um, it would mean a lot for me to, for you guys to read it and engage with it. So, yeah, 
you can leave comments and all that stuff. So please go check it out. I will be posting it this week. I will be posting a blog on Wednesday. It is now Monday. Um, but yes, I'll be posting a blog on Wednesday and I'll be doing it Wednesday evening. I will make an announcement on Twitter. So again, be sure to follow me on Twitter. That is S as in stressed, D as in depressed, underscore anxious. And you can be notified when I make that blog post. And I'll also post it all across my socials. That includes Facebook and that includes um, Instagram as well. So yeah, thank you again so much for listening. I love and appreciate you guys so much. Um, thank you for even just, I don't know, being you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being alive and staying alive because I know it's really hard. Um, as always, I'm wishing you a day, month, week, year free of stress, depression, and anxiety. And until next time, love you. Bye. The world has shut me out If I give everything, I'll lose everything Everything is about me I am the most important thing And you really haven't thought All those cyclical thoughts for a while
and nothing seems that wrong. Don't want me to. When you know there's that a conversation waiting for you at home. As it keeps on going, you forget whether it was the beginning or end. When you can't believe your luck, you're with your friend. When you get to Thank you.